Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Our DSW Holiday Pros are here to help you find the perfect shoes for you and gifts for everyone on your list. Want it in two hours? Buy online and pick up in store. Even faster? Send a gift card. Head to DSW.com to shop season-making gifts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and we have so much to talk about, including the latest episode of The Bachelorette with some other big breaking Bachelor news. We have a new book coming out that I've been teasing you guys, and some of it has you know, leaked a little bit. Um, so we're just going to talk about it. And I have some experts with me. They host the She's All Batch podcast, which is a new Bachelor podcast that's very quickly making headlines. I have Ooh. to thank them for their service. They've made it to usmagazine.com more than once already. Hello, Stephanie Parker, Parker and Jackie Maroney. Did I say that yes. Right? yes, yes, yes. Hi, ladies. And of Hi. course, She's All Batch on Instagram. Stephanie's, you're yeah. so funny. You're, the memes are great. I love it. Thank you. How are you guys? So good. Good. Um, yeah. Really excited. Yes. I'm excited to talk to you. We'll get into Michelle's episode, but I read Hannah Brown's book about a month ago and I've been waiting to talk about it because it comes out next week and I signed an NDA and everything, but then People Magazine, I guess, got like the real exclusive. And Ooh. so they, they put this part out and Hannah and Peter had sex at Barb's house while his season was airing in February, 2020, you guys. Oh, what? My jaw is on the floor. I wish we could get like Wait, a picture think, of our reactions just I think now. you should show the video of that because that was authentic. Two Bachelor experts hearing that for the first time. Wait, while his season was airing? Wait, so yes. then wasn't he with like Hannah or Maddie? I'm going to break it all down for you. I'm so honored okay, that I got please to, do. I need to tell you this. It's like a therapy session. <laughs> no, there's so much here. So basically, yes. they, you know how she like filmed, she filmed those scenes for Peter's season and they were kind of like, you know, entered, playing with us this idea of, oh, Hannah might come back for him, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he has also said before that he was willing to like quit the show. So they have these like unresolved tension and she reveals a lot of fantasy sweet stuff and is very kind about Peter. I'll say that. I don't want to say too much. And I don't okay. want to get in trouble, but she's very kind about Peter as maybe her most pleasant bachelor of fantasy suite experience. So they have this like sexual chemistry. She films the scenes for his show. Then he goes on to film it. And as of January, they're in touch. And he's like telling her that he's having issues with Hannah Ann. And then they ran into each other at, and Hannah Ann and Peter broke up at the end of January. So then at the end of February, she was at Hannah Godwin's and Dylan Barber's engagement party where Jed was there and Peter was there. And there was actually like a blurry picture of them in a corner. And I guess they were scared that people were going to like see them talking. So they met up after the party so he could like vent to her. 
and he she was sleeping in his brother's bed he was in his bed and he texted her to come over she did oh apparently the God. sex was bad <gasps> the spark Wrong. was gone wait i can't oh, like no. i can't even follow this there's so many things I'm, my heart is racing like wait so she was sleeping in whose bed his brother, because if she was at Barb and Wait, why, why was she staying at Barb's house? Yeah, why though? was she staying there? Because I think they were like, I'm trying to remember. It was like they was like late night talking, and he oh, she come was on. just like he That's was just like suspect. stay here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's weird. Like and obviously then, you're gonna hook up. Obviously, obviously. And then the next morning he had to go to work, and so she like went downstairs and had this like really awkward breakfast with Barb <laughs> and his dad <laughs> and with Peter. Oh, God. And then the next time Peter called her, he was talking about Madison. Wait, so Peter's parents, like, obviously they probably knew that he was on the outs with Hannah Ann, but they don't even bat an eye at the fact that, like, he was just engaged 15 minutes ago, and now he's with his previous ex. It's, I mean, you know Barb. I think she liked Hannah. I know. I think Barb (laughs) is very pro-Peter's sex life. Sex life, literally. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, can I say that? Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm so happy I got that out there. Yeah. Um, Wow. I'm honestly shocked. I wasn't expecting her book to be that juicy, but that is some piping hot tea. Yeah, yeah there's some good stuff. It's it's better than a, I've read almost every Bachelor book, and um, some of them have been more painful than others. This one, I honestly read it like I read it. I was up the night before I was interviewing her, and I read the whole thing. And there's definitely some some cheese and some expected, mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot of good nuggets there. That was my biggest takeaway, though. So I'm interested that it got out like that. People, I guess I'm not surprised yeah. that people must have had the rights to because they published like the quotes and everything. But um, if anything, and, that's yeah. just going to drive more sales. Like that makes oh, yeah. me want to buy the book way more because Jackie and I actually talked about the book on our first episode and we were like, cause she's, she revealed that she talks about Jed and Tyler mm-hmm. and we were kind of like, well, what else, the, what else are you going to be talking about? Like, we don't really care about your like early life. We want to mm-hmm. know about like how Tyler is in bed. And yeah. that's, I mean, this makes me want to literally that's it period. way more. Yeah. yeah. Well, instead you're going to find out how Peter is in bed. <laughs> So he was bad the last time, but like she slept with him four times prior. So it was obviously good at one point. Yes. I think this, whatever this spark that they had was very much, you know, was gone mm-hmm. by the time of February, 2020 in his, like, I don't know if it's his childhood bed. I don't know what oh, it no. was, but at, at I would assume house. though, wouldn't it? I mean, what else, what other bed would it be? Yeah. It's, I it's guess that kind of like, um, lowers the mood a little bit when you're literally at a man's yeah. parents house in his childhood, like twin bed. I don't oh, know. Isn't it like, wild to like think about though? Did she, yeah. um, was there any interaction, uh, was there any interaction with Jed at that party? Yeah. Briefly. She writes about it. It wasn't anything. I think okay. they just said like exchange pleasantries mm-hmm. and everything will be on this show next week when I am allowed to release the whole interview. Cause I asked her about, you know, Jed's brother. I mean, Jed's ex dating her brother. Like that's a thing. Like there's so many layers and it just makes me realize like how lame these last couple seasons have been. Cause these people really delivered like Peter and Hannah Brown both fell in love oh, with like 100%. everyone on their season. A hundred percent. I feel the exact same way. And I, there needs to be something crazy that happens this season to like really lock people in. And we don't know spoilers, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. The pr- I'm not sure. Promos don't look promising. They're not promising. No. Yeah. <laughs> There's not even that yeah. many tears. Right. Like, you know, exactly. you hate to wish that on people, but at least if they're like crying in the bathroom, locked in the bathroom, you know, there's something that caused that. Michelle seems great. She's, she's just too, <laughs> she's too nice and too pretty and she's yeah. perfect. I mean, she really is perfect. We can get into this episode and the first one-on-one date with Joe. I mean, she's talking about her high school experience and showing him his yearbook. And it's like, imagine being like loving or how, so cool that you looked cool in your high school yearbook. And like, you have like as a humble brag, like who wants to show anyone their high school yearbook? 
I don't even know why bringing someone home to their high school is a thing. Like Ben Higgins did that too. And he was like so excited to bring Lauren to his home, his high school or either his high school or elementary school. I don't even remember, but his school. I'm like, why is this a thing? I would never think to bring a guy to my old school. I mean, like, this is my locker. Like who cares? Literally, this is my like, locker. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't no. get it. I don't get it either. Um, what do well, you guys I thought think it was, about Joe? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, what do you I think was about just Joe? Say, I thought it was funny too that like she's showing him all the trophies in the case. And I'm like, wow, they literally dug up every single trophy that Michelle has ever earned through probably like middle school, high school, so and put them on display. Cause you know, they're not still actually on display there, like from years after. Yeah. Like how old is she? I think she's 27. Yeah. So yeah, this is like over a decade ago. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Whose job was that to find the right? Michelle Young oh um, memorabilia and photos? I mean, <laughs> by the way, she's a great basketball player. We know that. And like, yeah. I'm not knocking her accomplishments. It just feels so silly. And this Mr. and Mrs. Minnesota thing. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because Joe is obviously really gorgeous guy. They have a connection. They clearly, you know, they can make out with the best of them, but I still have not gotten over the ghosting of it all. Me either. Well- and I was shocked that they didn't even bring that up on the date yeah. at all. Like, are we right. just going to forget about that? Or is this going to come up later, you think? Maybe they are cutting it out because it's going to come out later or they just Do you like, know don't spoilers? want. No, I don't. I mean, I see things. Um, I think I saw something at the beginning of the season, but when I see it, I don't even know who they are. So it's yeah. like, I, I try to actively avoid them as much as I can. I usually, I can never make it to the end of the season just for like prep work for us well, weekly. Well, I'm surprised but... that you, like, because when I was working in the the tabloids i Mm -hmm. whenever we wrote about something it was always in the url so even though i would avoid it i would always see it in the url and i'm like ah now i know who wins that's true surprised that you don't know i do everything in my power not to like read reality steve until i have to or until we we find out and confirm it ourselves we we've got us weekly ghost has gone through phases of being like a a site or a magazine that will air like that will spoil it oh right you probably don't spoil it we got in a lot of trouble for that one. Like Ari, like the whole cover was just Ari's finale, like two weeks before it aired. Um, oh. And then yeah, like the behind the scenes politics of it all. So we don't really spoil on our site anymore. So then I try to avoid it, but leading up to it to prepare for like the finale night, if it's especially right. if it's something alive, I have to like do everything I can to figure out what's going to happen so I can yeah. be like prepared yeah. to write it. But I don't know. But I, in my opinion, it has to be Joe or Nate. I mean, there's no one else really in the running. I agree. <laughs> That's kind of why, like, I really hope there's something that we're missing and then ABC is going to turn something around because if it's Joe or Nate, it's like, why would they show them so much, like, from the beginning on? Like, we've already, we already know they're front runners. It kind of reminds me of JoJo season because mm-hmm. there was no surprise there. Like, J- Jordan was the front runner the entire season and that was it. And then he won. Like, if Joe or Nate wins, which I think it's one of them, like, I, that's great, but it's not like a jaw dropping shocker. Yeah, the only surprise was that Robbie Hayes was her runner-up. Yeah, but we didn't know how much we, like, you know, had feelings about him at that point. He wasn't that shady yet. That's fair. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't trust Joe with this ghosting thing. I think it's weird, like you said, that they're not talking about it. But Michelle is seemingly over it, comparing him to her dad and her brother. Um, They had this emotional conversation about basketball and when he got hurt and how that led to, like, mental health struggles. And it just was, like kind of almost like sealed the deal like if it wasn't for nate i'd be like all right joe like these two never had to leave minnesota and go on the show right totally did you guys catch that one moment when he's obviously like he's 
sharing so much, like very having a serious touching moment, talking about like the surgery he had and his mental health struggles and stuff. But then he goes on to say, he's like, yeah, you know, like ball was life. And then like, (laughs) and I, I, he like, oh, I was so disappointing because I'm like, oh, here's this beautiful touching moment. And then I, it just like snapped me right out of it. And you have to go on and say ball was life. Like, Come that's on, what dude. this show is though. That's why, that's I why know. it's still on the air because they finally did show like the real moment. They always show like someone's sob story, I guess, but a criticism in the last couple of years has been, they don't show like real conversations between yeah. the couple. Mm-hmm. So then we don't believe them, which is true. But then I'm always one of those people where I, I want what I can't have. So now I want it to like be silly again because right. they're being serious. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I actually do. Yeah, it's been it's been a really heavy season. I do like that they're like kind of showing a deeper side, but I feel like every single conversation is kind of like a very deep conversation. Um, I was more invested in like how many basketball puns Michelle was saying earlier in the day. Like I was like, is, is there like a producer off camera with like a list of like all these different terms she has to fit into her commentary? Because it literally was like 10 different things. I think it just, he brings out like the high school in her. And I don't mean that in like necessarily totally. a, a really bad way, but she's back to being, you know, basketball Michelle. They, they gel on the court. It's like literally like a rom-com of them, you know, who can, whatever, I don't speak basketball, um, who can outscore each other. But then she's also trying to like prove to him maybe like, this is all my interpretation of how I would feel if a guy that ghosted me and then showed up on my season and was like needed to woo me. Like, I'd want to prove it. Like, this is what you were missing. And I you know, it was worth it and you messed up and like, you're really yeah. cute and another chance. It's kind of high schooly. And then we were yeah, at I was high about school to say, It basketball. feels so high school to me. It feels very like prom king and queen, mm-hmm. like, and that kind of, when they're playing basketball together, it's like, you definitely see a spark, a romantic spark, but it does feel kind of immature in that way where it's like, you had a bit of a rocky start that wasn't the best foundation for like a very serious relationship. Now you're bonding over basketball, which is great. I know you both love it, but it feels kind of childish in that way. Yeah. And how, totally. and how much of, thing. how much of a, how much of the spark is an actual spark versus like Michelle kind of going after someone that maybe previously rejected her wanting to like mm-hmm. redeem herself, like the chase, like yeah. wanting to get the guy that didn't yeah, want you so at first. High yeah. So high school. Totally. Mr. And Mrs. Minnesota. I think that it's going to be one of those things that it's going to be, maybe that'll be like the heart wrenching goodbye sort of scenario at the end. I'll see you at the coffee shop because we live yeah. in the same town. So like, even if they break up, I'm sure they're going to like run into each other. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, like Joe will stay there and with whoever he ends up marrying have kids and they'll like Michelle will be their teacher. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. That's exactly. the show I want to watch. Right. Did you have any other thoughts about Joe before we move on to the group date? I feel like we, we pretty much solved their whole attraction to each other and they need to grow up. <laughs> We've decided. Yeah, Yeah, those were all my thoughts pretty much. The group date, well, it was also interesting that they were at the baseball stadium, the the twin stadium, but they barely showed them there. Um, And then now we're at the Vikings um, arena or whatever and stadium, and there's no football players, but instead men dressed as Vikings. (laughs) The budget Um, was low this season, so they can only use the stadium. Thank God they upgraded her a little bit. Every time we see Michelle and she looks so gorgeous, I'm like, poor Katie. Like, say what you want about Katie, but those clothes were tough. Michelle Agreed. Great, I mean, J- Michelle's dresses have, have been literally killer. She's I been like looking beautiful the whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, besides the fact that she's stunning, like whoever's dressing her is like, I think, is it still Carrie Fetman? I think so. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's doing an insane job. She yeah. looks so hot. Even on this date, it was like Fabletics wishes. Like she is like, <laughs> wow, like I was just like, wow, Michelle is freaking superstar. Um, and they did this dumb Viking men competition 
And it was like almost like Survivor or Fear Factor for a second. Um, and the guys definitely turned it up a little bit after the, you know, sleepover date last week where they didn't even look at Michelle. Did you feel like it was genuine there trying to get involved and like interact with her? Or in, like, what did you think of that last week compared to this week of Michelle wanting, you know, more attention and deserving more attention? And then this week now they're, you know, all Clayton, especially a little too all in on the Viking competition. Totally. To me, it felt a little forced, not going to lie, because 100%. there was um, such a big issue last week, um, especially considering, you know, we were kind of talking about this when we were talking about Joe's date. I don't see much of a romantic connection from a lot of the other guys like Clayton too. I'm like, do him and Michelle even really have a relationship? We saw a little bit more of it later on, which I guess we can get to, but I'm not really seeing it. So all of this, it did feel a little forced to me that they're just trying to like appease her. Cause I'm sure they like her and respect her, but it's not that like, Oh, I need to be talking to her type thing. Right. Oh, and I also, I totally agree, Jackie. And I feel like if you actually were really into this person, you wouldn't have to be reminded to give, like pay them attention. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all the guys were with the exception of like, um, was, was this the Chris date or is that later? No, this was the Chris date. Chris S, right? He was um, on the date. Yeah. He was on yeah, the yeah, date yeah. and then he crashes the Nate date. Right, right, right. So like um, all the guys with the exception of Chris were like, I'm going to I'm going to show Michelle I like her. I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to like look at her. And it's like, okay, but you've been dating her for the past few weeks. It shouldn't be that crazy that you're paying her attention. Like and they kept saying it over and over, like Clayton especially. And I'm like, bro, like this is supposed to be the girl that you're like courting and mm -hmm. it shouldn't be that hard to remember to like her and show her that you like her. Yeah, I agree. From this date, I literally wrote, Rodney is precious. Olu has amazing abs. Clayton is annoying. <laughs> so <laughs> it was scary. I'm like, I cannot believe that is our... What Sorry, is happening that with that out. being our bachelor? No, we can say that. Oh, we okay. We're it. allowed to say that. Yes, okay. we can say it. It was too much to the point. I mean, I, it was, he was literally on the local news, like talking about with Jesse. Okay, Bauer. cool. Like, I yeah. I Wait, like, really? stopped myself mid-sentence. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I asked on um, the She's So Batch Instagram, I was like, who knows who the next bachelor is? I just wanted to kind of like gauge mm -hmm. like what would be considered a spoiler and like probably like 30% don't know and they don't want to know. So I'm wow. like, okay, so we're just trying to be respectful of that. So we're not saying it on okay. like the podcast or anything, but yeah, like he's, he's pretty much everywhere. I don't even think like he looks like he should be the bachelor. I just don't find him all that attractive. I don't even, I mean, he's like a good look. If you're at a bar, you'd be like, oh, that's a cute. I'd say he's tall. Player guy. tall. Yeah, he's tall. He's tall. He's Colton, but obviously, you know, me, not totally, but like he's Colton vibes <laughs> and I'm just waiting for the the cat i think everybody is but it's just very the stuff they're choosing to include it's it's really messing with me because i feel like i had the show pretty figured out and they're not taking this the way i thought because this is the first time i can remember watching the whole season knowing who the lead was the next right. lead was and i really don't get what they're doing and this date just that he finally got screen time and it was about like being the ultimate viking <laughs> yeah i think they're really missing the mark because like we said if it is Nate or Joe, whoever doesn't win should be the next Bachelor because I feel like everyone's going to rally behind that person because, mm -hmm. I mean, we everyone likes both of them and they're both mm -hmm. really cute and everyone, like, can see the potential with them. So, like, why, one, why have it be, like, known? And two, why choose someone and so early on so that, like, before we even know him or like him? Yeah. Like, let us like him first and then choose someone. I know. But I'm, like, waiting for the moment that's going to be, like, the light bulb moment where I'm, like, ah, okay, this is why they picked him, and I have not seen it yet. No. My, I've only gotten more scared from the same. Like, I'm, like, you should not be able to scream like that. I don't like this. 
The only thing I can think of, because it has, there's rumors or reality, Steve, someone said that um, they're going to do two bachelor seasons next year, the same way they did two bachelorettes. And they're going to keep the bachelorette in this fall time slot, which is upsetting to me for other reasons, but <laughs> then they're, so they're going to do two bachelors back to back in from January through like before paradise. And I guess maybe since they, if they wanted to do that and they were planning that, they were like, let's pick Clayton, the safe choice, whatever. And then the second guy will probably be whoever Michelle's running. But I think that's such a bad move too, because by then the momentum of Nate or Joe would have died down and people Mm -hmm. wouldn't be as invested anymore. Like it has to be timely. Once we Mm -hmm. see one of them get their heart broken, like we want them to move on and be the next bachelor. But like, if you show us in four months, him handing out roses like i don't personally give a shit can i curse yeah, i don't know yeah you can curse <laughs> yeah even I don't. even michelle it's hard like again i love her and i think she's great but if they rolled into this sooner because her and matt actually did have some like animosity and a little drama at their breakup and that was totally forgotten and then there's mm-hmm. just like she's been living her life like what if these people could like meet someone in between these long breaks also if you think about it i also think the audience is getting a little fatigued we're just mm-hmm. like it's like season after season after season after season and i get i guess that they're trying to make up for the huge gap that they had to take um because of covid but Sometimes I need like a month or so to really miss the show and then get back into it. But it's really like, I don't think we've had a break since they've come back from the pandemic, starting with Claire and Tasha's season. Girl, you're telling me, I I need a break. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's why I feel like I've been more negative, but I just also think based on everything I'm seeing, I know you guys would know because you're, if you're on your running the Instagram and you're seeing everyone's reactions, like are people liking this season? I feel like not necessarily, but I know people love Michelle. So people are trying to rally around her, but like even these guys, like they're just not doing it for me. Our DSW Holiday Pros are here to help you find the perfect season-making shoes for you and gifts for everyone on your list. Whether it's cozy Ugg slippers for your mom, wear everywhere Adidas sneakers for the kids, or must-have Sorel boots just for you, DSW has gifts for everyone in every budget. Want it ASAP? Buy online and pick up in the store in just two hours. Can't make it to the store? You can't go wrong with an e-gift card. However you're gifting this year, DSW's got you covered. Head to DSW to see our picks for making their season bright. I would say, like, uh, they do like Michelle a lot, but I would say the past three seasons, like Matt James, Katie, and Tasha, like, I've seen a significant drop in interest. Like, I'll still do the same things, but even I, like, I struggle sometimes to come up with funny stuff to post because, like, there's not that much happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I try, and then I sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm just going to post this, and it ends up doing well because it's the only, fu- like, funny part that you can make out of the whole show, basically. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've definitely, like, I mean, when I... I started memeing on the this page with Colton. Like Colton, Hannah's season, Peter's season were three dynamite. That's where I like mm-hmm. grew the most. Then it's been literally I've been like stagnant because so people are just like not as into the show. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I always used to say, or like this time last year when we were getting ready for the for the Claire Tasha switch, and it was like all the speculation and just kind of waiting for Tasha to show up and the show to finally acknowledge that Tasha was like the new lead. Mm-hmm. I kept saying like, ever since Colton jumped that fence, like the show has never been the same. Like it, I said it in so many interviews and so many podcasts, I was like, I plagiarizing myself because it was true. Like that's what happened. Like it, the show, there was no real endings. Everyone was messy, and as like messy as it was, it was amazing television and then the watching i I remember messy i love messy and in quarantine it was like keeping the website i literally thanked kelly flanagan 
um, a couple weeks ago when I had her on the podcast for going outside with Peter in Chicago because it was right. like the only thing to cover on like on on entertainment news. There was everything was COVID and the and then you had Hannah and Tyler in the quarantine house and it was like the only it was giving us everything. And ever since, you know, that Claritasia thing was pretty dramatic with Dale. Mm-hmm. But Matt, everything after that, it was just got too dark too. Like Matt's drama was too serious and not what I watched The Bachelor for. Yeah, and I kind of feel like ABC kind of copied the Colton formula after they saw how successful it was. Like with Peters from day one, they teased the clip of like, don't let her go, like right. Barb crying. And then Chris Harrison going up to Peter saying, before you do what you're about to do, there's something you should know, which in reality was just that like Hannah Ann was running late because nothing <laughs> happened there. Right, right. But like they they promoted that every single episode. So everyone was talking about what is the ending, just like Colton season. Yeah. And now, and like there hasn't been this like crazy ending since. Like, am I am I missing something? Has there been like a crazy twist? I mean, at it, the was, end? No, it was really, really just the Claire Dale like ridiculousness. And then But that's every- yeah, not like a huge spin at yeah. the end. No. Right. Now, Katie's, I guess, all the guys like quitting, but that was more just like <laughs> a fight about gaslighting and defining that term as yeah. a nation instead of anything else. Yeah. But let's talk about Katie really quick. What do you guys make of this um, 12 days of messiness situation? If you guys haven't been following Katie Thurston oh, on Instagram, yeah, we have. We have I'm sure following. you have. If anyone <laughs> listening hasn't been, Katie has decided that Taylor Swift's re-release of Red is an opportunity for her to give all of her Bachelorette exes Taylor Swift's assignment songs. Um, a lot of them have been kind of anticlimactic, but starting with Blake and We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together was a messy choice. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw that? Yeah, well, my my thought about the whole thing, it feels very like, hey, look at me, I'm still over here, like former bachelorette, like mm-hmm. I still have things that I want to talk about. Um, it, it feels a little, att- I don't want to be like mean, but it feels kind of attention getting. And it's mm-hmm. like, this is Michelle's moment. You had your whole entire season, please. That's true. Um, but then the Blake thing, I've, I almost found it kind of rude because I feel like they, they broke up so like civilly, it seemed they Mm -hmm. released like a joint statement saying, you know, there's like mutual love and respect, you know, we're going our separate ways, blah, blah, blah. And then to say, to put like, we're never getting back together. It just felt kind of like if I was Blake, I would feel like a little slapped in the face. Yeah. We, uh, we actually talk about this on our podcast that comes out Mm -hmm. tomorrow. And I had said that. I feel like we are never getting back together is a song that you would like relate with your like college boyfriend that you hooked up with for two weeks, not Mm -hmm. a guy that you were like planning to spend forever with. It's kind of like cheapens their relationship to me. And I agree. Like if I were Blake, I'd be like feeling like that was a big, he, he was blindsided, I think. Yeah. Like we're never getting back together. Like what? I wasn't even trying. Like what if he's (laughs) like, I don't want to be with you. Yeah. And he's just like in Canada and or Africa, like saving animals. I don't know. That whole and relationship I'm surprised she started with him. I'm happy she started with him because mm-hmm. it like, I don't think anyone would be interested if she didn't, but I'm yeah. surprised that she gave him away because I think it should be 12 days of Greg personally. Oh, like, <laughs> like I, I don't really care about that many guys from her season mm-hmm. except Andrew. Cause I'm in love with him. But, um, <laughs> like, I feel like again, and like we, we go into this on, on the podcast, but like, like, I want to know what she, what she thinks about Greg and what song she's going to pick for him. And waiting this long, I, I just don't feel like going through 12 days to find out. Well, 
And mm-hmm. how many days do we have left now? <laughs> I think she's on six-ish. Like, yeah, was she's today? Like halfway through. And it's already getting to the point where I'm like, who are these people? These You're now referencing people that were like on your season for two seconds that you didn't yeah. have actual relationships with. Well, you yesterday know. was Mikey P, the virgin. Yes. And I'm like, he literally was on the screen for like four minutes. Also clever, like holy ground, like clever choice. No, Katie. I thought that was, like, that was funny. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Who's um, today? She has to do Matt James. Oh, that would be a good one. Um, let's see. I'm trying because, to get like, it to load. Who, well, I mean, she's going to do Michael. Yeah, she, she did, did Brendan. Oh, Who's that? Who is this man? Oh, it's the guy <laughs> with never the freaking hair. My, that, okay, yeah, but by like, you just saying Brendan with me not even looking, like, you guys are looking it up. I'm not looking. <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck is Brendan? Like, he's yeah. just the guy that everyone didn't understand why he wasn't, like, why he was still on the show. And on Paradise, too. It was like, how is wait, this wait. man still here? Wait, The last who? time. By Paradise? That, so, wasn't he on Paradise? Wait, I don't no? think he. No, that was no. the. That was Tasha's Brendan. Oh, he's on Paradise Canada right now. Wait, <laughs> weird yes. hair, Brent, Brendan. Yes. Um, they just launched Bachelor in Paradise Canada with mm-hmm. Kevin Astrid's Kevin as the bartender. Um, oh okay. And yes, he he's on it. That's how that, that I think I saw a picture of him in a bathing suit. That's why I got confused. He's on Paradise Canada, and he got the last time that um, Snow Patrol duet with. Taylor Swift, the lead singer of Snow, Snow Patrol. Um, I don't really know why that would be symbolic for him. No, I, emotional song. I barely remember him on Katie's season at all. I don't remember them having a conversation. So wait, I remember like making memes about him because he kept saying like something along the lines of like, you know, if I don't get a one-on-one with Katie, like, I don't know why I'm here. And I'm like, we don't know why you're here either, Brendan. Like we're just <laughs> as confused as you. Like that is the only thing I remember him about. No, that's hilarious. And that's so true. Um, yeah, I just, my whole thing about it is that's fine. Be messy. But then don't you dare complain about media attention or about when, if people ask you about it or if people, whatever, like that is, that's my biggest pet peeve is if you can't take it, you got to be able to whatever. So she started this, she knew it was going to get attention. And if she gets upset about like backlash or headlines, I am going to be very angry. Um, I don't think she's upset though. I think she likes she the wants attention. It. Yeah, probably. And what I think that's she gonna pick for Greg. Oh my god, the one. Jackie thinks he's, she's gonna pick oh, all I'm too like, well. Oh, all ten minute, ten version. minute version, you specifically. Yes. Oh, um, so okay, okay I probably. have thoughts on that. I was thinking about it because we recorded the other day, and I've been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it probably will be all too well, ten minute version. But I feel like if she does that, that is such a letdown because we're all waiting. We all know Greg's probably coming at the end. And mm-hmm. for you to choose that, the most obvious song, I just will be yeah. disappointed. So I think there are other songs she should choose. And I actually wrote some down. Oh, let me hear um, it. I'm excited. Well, okay. So I literally started Googling. So remember Katie and Greg's thing was like rain, like everywhere they went, they yes. would like make out in the rain. There's so many songs about from Taylor Swift where there there's rain and even yes. kissing in the rain. So like, Dear John, she says, um, you paint me a blue sky and go back and turn it to rain. And that's Dear John. So I was thinking, Dear Greg. And like, because <laughs> oh, no, that's all about like a guy that like screwed her over. And then she True. walks home in the rain crying. And I just feel like that could be it. Then the I other also, songs are too happy, right? The, the, uh, like the in general? Mm-hmm. Like the rain songs, like a fearless would be like more positive tone. Like or Hey Steven Queen from 1989. That one's kind of sad. And what is that song? one? It's, uh, it's like start singing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, it's like the rain came pouring down. down, down, down. Oh, so good. I'm not. I'm not going to give a concert right now. But, yeah, but that was a good way it. to represent. A good <laughs> snippet. Um, wow. I I think that's such an interesting point. But if she does want, if she does do all too well, it's also almost validates like 
because I know that song's like negative, but it also is like, I was, I was in love with you. I call it love. And she'd spent like that whole, at least week of her press tour trying to say that it was Blake the whole time mm. and kind of downplay the Greg. So if she gives him all too well, everyone's going to be like, all right, well, you should have, you know, it was, you clearly never really yeah. liked Blake. Well, what if she uses this opportunity? And this is like a conspiracy theory I'm making up, but I want it to be true. What if she uses this opportunity to announce that she's back together with Greg and she chooses like no. a song that's about <laughs> oh, like no. getting back together? With someone. Oh. I tried Googling like Taylor Swift songs about reuniting and they're not many except like they don't reunite. Yeah, I know. I don't think they will. But in my head, that's just so much more entertaining than her picking the most wild. obvious song, you know? Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah. What was the I just had it. And I, I like the way I loved you that like old school Taylor Swift song about like how the yeah. one guy was boring. But with with Greg, she was kissing in the rain. But with Blake, it was like, <laughs> but then Blake's not the kind of guy you bring home to your your and his parent. The parents didn't like him either. So um, <laughs> I don't know if it totally works, but I'm interested to see how she goes with Greg and how this goes. But um, it, it I, I agree with you that it's for attention and that it wasn't very nice to throw Blake like that. It's not people aren't going to necessarily think it as funny. Like she tries to be funny. And that's like her thing because she was like fake. TikTok famous, I guess, before she was The Bachelorette, but it doesn't really carry over. And like, I don't know. I don't love it. Well, um, we talk about, we actually spoke about this a little bit um, in our podcast and then we can move on. But I yeah. think she is now trying to figure out like what is next for her in the sense of like where she fits in as um, an Instagram social media personality and just yeah. kind of testing out like, mm, do people want this type of content from me? I Like, I think she doesn't know what's next for her yet. I totally agree. And she does have a huge platform. So like you want to use it, but then it's, I don't know. I don't know if people like really celebrated her as a lead. So I don't know if they're going to celebrate mm. her yeah. in this way either. Like it's, it's a weird one for sure, but we'll be, I'll be watching. So, I mean, thank you for the entertainment, Katie. We just talked about that for a while. So yeah. <laughs> but back, I want to know, like, yeah, before ahead. we get to Greg, like who, who's going to fill these gaps but besides Michael? Cause he's Michael, definitely going to get one, but like, it's Justin. really just, gonna... did he get one yet? Yeah. But like Justin, Okay, back to Michelle before, because I want to just get through the episode before I keep you guys too long. The group date, anything else stand out to you or any other guys? My other big takeaway was just, I mean, there's the Chris S thing, which we can get into, but also just that like Brendan, that's his name, right? Is so enamored with her. He's the only one who like, I think he likes Michelle more than Michelle likes him because Michelle only cares about Nate. Is it Brandon? It's Brandon. Brandon. I always get Brandon and Brandon confused. Like I was like, who's Brandon's Brandon. He is really cute and he's a little younger. And I think he is like infatuated with her, but I don't think she, and I think she's like entertaining it for the show, but I don't think he has a real chance. No, no way. Yeah. No, he gives me like little brother vibes, which Mm -hmm. I know is creepy because they've like out stuff but <laughs> not her little brother it's okay yeah, yeah like it's someone else's little brother yeah she's entertaining it but yeah i don't really see anything serious there he gives me um wells vibes not wells now vibes wells jojo season JoJo. vibes because on her season he was like the skinny scrawny little guy that like tried to like you know get something with the lead but didn't really have that much of a connection but now he's hot i think yeah. brandon's going to do well in paradise if he ends up going I think so too. I think he's really cute. And I think that he's definitely very infatuated with her in a way that a lot of the other guys maybe are more so there for, for the bromance of it all. Like we saw last week. Mm-hmm. And then there was just this Chris S like spiraling mouthing. Wow. Everywhere and wanting to be thanked for whatever the hell he did last week. That didn't even really make sense. I don't even like Nate that much to be honest. And I don't, Chris S just wasn't making any sense from my, from my point of view. No, Chris S is kind of scary to me. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that he feels so entitled to time with Michelle because he 
told her thoughts he had about what the other guys were thinking and somehow that warrants that now he's owed a one-on-one date that is like red flag, flag, red flag city yeah 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 not yeah. even just entitled to time though but like he seemed like confused as to why she made her own decision when he clearly gave his opinion like how dare you make a decision that goes against the information i gave you like well okay well i you thought for myself that's yeah, all it right. was and he was mad that she that she did that if anything, it makes her shine even more. Mm-hmm. And it's also, Definitely. it's she could have gone the other way and instead of thanking him, been like, you're out of here, you're talking crap about my number one guy and you're wasting mm-hmm. our time. And instead mm-hmm. she, she, you know what, took it as like, okay, I'll look into that, thank you, like whatever. And she isn't eliminating him or she finally did now. But like last week, I feel like before this, she was pretty much cutting like anyone who was at all in drama and she kept Chris for last week, which I'm sure she had to. And then this time when he crashed the group date, the one-on-one date, obviously she, she had enough. And I understand why he's just irritating. He's kind of just like, like a fly, like around, like, I just, I did not enjoy him even as like a villain. I just found him kind of annoying. Well, I think like when we were comparing previous seasons and why the past few seasons have kind of fell flat, like the villains are not the same. They're mm-hmm. not like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but they're just not as good as they have been in the past. And I don't know if it's because people are coming on the show purposely trying to get screen time or what, but like they don't make them like they used to. And I mm-hmm. miss the old villains that like really were entertaining. Yeah. Well, that's what I was about to say. I feel like in the past uh, seasons, you kind of rooted for the villain in a weird way, or you at least like enjoyed them or thought they were funny, Mm -hmm. like a Corinne or a Demi. Um, You know, it's, and the stuff that they're doing is like relatively harmless and it's entertaining. This Chris S stuff to me was like problematic and scary. Yeah. 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 Like I don't want to root for him at all. I think there's something to be said for also like when it's the guys and it's like, it's the bachelorette. And when a guy does something that is, you know, villainous, it's, it's a little more like, whoa, like back up. Whereas when it, the girls get both ends of the stick too, cause they get more criticism, but it's also like easier to get, not get behind, but maybe we're more used to like catty girls or something. And I don't know if that's even the right thing to say, but it's, it just feels it's easier to watch and root for too. But then again, they do get torn down and it's unfair. So it goes both ways. But I think the female contestants can find a way to sort of, it, it just like works with a guy. It's almost like, oh, like you're scared. You're, you're borderline like manipulative and getting in our head. Whereas the girl, it feels more like catty, like harmless. Then they maybe it's just having two bachelor seasons back to back too, where it's like, we need, we need a little mix it up. Cause they are two different shows. They, mm-hmm. they, they are in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like The Bachelor better because I like catty girl drama. Same, same. I like The Bachelor way better. And the girl is better at picking people usually. Um, and it's more fun to watch a guy like Peter who like had <laughs> yeah. no, she was never going to do this right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. I feel like there are two types of Bachelor, Bachelorette viewers. Some people watch for like the legitimate love mm-hmm. story. And I think those people tend to like The Bachelorette more. But then there's people who just like live for the mess. I'm a live for the mess person. Mm-hmm. And you usually get those um, with Bachelor seasons. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, whatever one is not airing. I want the other one though. That's my problem. I'm always like, there's no, like the last couple of days, I was like, there's no love. And now I'm like, this is boring. I want them to hate each other. Well, I'm actually <laughs> a paradise person, but that wasn't a choice in this yes, conversation. Of course. Paradise is, is everything. Um, what do you guys think of Nate overall? I like him. I think, 
I, I want to preface this with, I'm totally unspoiled. This is just my opinion based on this one-on-one day. I think he wins. Um, yeah. I think, you know, yeah. the fact that Michelle has already said she's starting to fall for Nate, which is, um, you know, those are big words in bachelor world. He got the fireworks at the end of the date. They always save that for someone special. Um, you know, we had said earlier, I think it's going to come down to Nate and Joe, but I think Nate's going to come out on top because I think they have more of like an actual romantic relationship as opposed to Joe. Sometimes we do get like more high school friend vibes. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, right. Joe's the guy that she would have felt fallen in love with in her like early 20s. And Nate's the guy that she should be with for like her future. Mm-hmm. Nate, I don't know why. And I've been saying this every week. So no one needs to hear it again. But he's just something about him that feels a little off to me. I do kind of think he's a little cocky. And like, feels like he has him in the bag, not to the way Chris was saying it. And I don't want to agree with him. And I think Chris was doing it just to like have a storyline, have attention and stir the pot. But I do think there is something to Nate that's a little like icky. I don't know what it is. And but they then keep when they're giving him moments with like creepy music in the background. Yeah. And I'm like, what are they trying to tell yeah, us? They're trying to warp our minds. Something yeah. is going to have to happen with him, even if he right. wins. Because like, even again on JoJo season, because that reminds me of it, mm-hmm. like, Jordan got the good edit the whole time. And then like the last episode or two, it was like, Jordan didn't ask JoJo's parents for Mm -hmm. her hand. And like, is he really serious? And then like, they made it look like she wasn't going to pick him just to throw us off because they can't make it that obvious. Like it is so obvious to me right now that it's not that engaging. Yeah, I agree. And I want, I want something changing. Well, in the promos, they're like fighting about whether he's an actor, but I don't know if they were t- definitely talking about Nate or if they were talking about somebody else. Yeah. And then also with the, it's the JoJo and Jordan comparison is really interesting to me because I didn't really like Jordan Rogers when that season was airing. I thought he was, you know, maybe like looking for fame and whatever. Like I fell for the narrative. And now like I love Jordan and JoJo and I've interviewed them in person on like several times and they are like very normal and real it took me a while to get there though. So maybe I'm like falling for whatever this Nate just because they're trying to keep it interesting and then they're going to actually be a great couple. Because so you never really know until it ends. Yeah, because you notice like on in the beginning of their one-on-one date, they had like that moment with and Michelle's friends came on and Michelle's friends were like, I guess, what were they asking about? Like the drama in the house and stuff, kind of prompting Nate to start talking about all the Chris S stuff. And you could tell like that kind of annoyed Michelle and then they were putting like, like the creepy ominous music and they were trying to make you feel a type of way about it. When in reality, like Nate didn't actually do anything wrong. Yeah. He was asked a question about a situation and was answering it about a totally different person. So I do kind of feel like there's a bit of a narrative they're trying to stir to throw us off, but we're just too smart and it's not. Worth it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Courtney Robertson came on our podcast last week and she said something kind of similar, like, they obviously were pushing a storyline for her. So she's like, even on my hometown date, like Ben had to ask my sister, like, oh, does Courtney get along with people? And she's like, why are you asking me that? Like, yeah, she gets along with people. Like, it, but the producers wanted her to ask or wanted him to ask that so that it paints the picture that Courtney doesn't get along with people. So I felt that way too, that when the friends were saying like, do you have any enemies? Like, what a weird question to ask. Why not? Like, how's it going? Yeah. Do you like our friend? Yeah. The only thing he said that I didn't also like was when he said, like, any girl I've ever been with, they know I'm fun. Like, he's just a little cocky to me. But Michelle likes him, clearly. That's that's Mm -hmm. no denying that. We have to talk about Martin and his high-maintenance comment. I don't like Martin. I'm shocked that she didn't send him home right then and there. Um, I know he got a rose. I'm sure it wasn't her choice, but um, I think his days are numbered 
Also, oh, yeah. I'm surprised you got a rose over Casey because I don't think Casey's done that much, Casey. but she seemed, he seemed to be like a nice, normal he guy. He sweet and normal. Yeah, exactly. Guys, yeah. we love Casey. They're not going to keep the sweet and normal people. They're going to keep the controversial person. I don't I understand when people are, are confused when they keep the bad people. I, right? I mean, with Chris Escon, who's, who's controversial? You're I right. guess, you're, but Martin doesn't even really... seem controversial. He's just no, he's loser. annoying too. They're doing a really bad <laughs> job at like having the villains. Like, who are the yeah. villains? Be better at being a villain. Be better because even be a douche. Even on Martin's one-on-one, he just like talked about what the guy. I can't even remember the guy's name who was like the villain in the beginning, and he was like defending him, and then he had oh, to like Jamie, change it. Right? Jamie, oh, yeah, Jamie, yeah. And then he had to change it to you know talk about himself at the one-on-one at the night portion, so we got emotional and everything. But that with this, I was like, oh, here, here, this guy goes again talking about women being high maintenance, and she questioned him and challenged him in the moment, and then still gave him the rose. So I feel like you're right; they're just keeping him around to I guess have story, but he's not an interesting story. I don't need Martin on my no. TV anymore. No, we should work no, for the show. <laughs> yes. Always, always my conclusion. Help. Yeah. Well, in the beginning of the season, I thought Martin was top four. Really? I should have I should have written it down because, yeah, he was getting a good edit in the beginning. He was, mm-hmm. yeah. And now I, he's like, mm. I was shocked when he, he got He just the reminds me of the kind of person who's always like, well, just to play devil's advocate, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just <laughs> like, that is not what anyone wants to hear when they're upset about something. Like, please just validate their feelings. Like, he's always trying to like, even just with the little things that we've seen, like defending Jamie, doing like the, oh, well, women are high maintenance type thing. It's just like, why would you say that? Why don't you just like validate what your potential girlfriend is feeling as opposed to always having to like push and say the opposite side. It's just very frustrating to me. Yeah, I agree. I just think this group of guys overall is just like not necessarily it. Um, Maybe they're great in person and they're just airing all the boring sides of them or the like kind of dweeby sides of them. I don't know. Um, I'm sure they're all lovely, but it's not doing it for me as far as entertainment and even the love story part. So I'm interested to see how the rest of the season goes. Um, I think I'm going to have an opportunity to speak to Michelle very briefly in a couple of days. So I have to try to come up with a way to say, why is this season not entertaining me, Michelle, without offending Mm. her? (laughs) I mean, she's like, I think it's really cool to see her be such a powerful woman. Like she's Mm -hmm. really filling that role like amazingly. And I think she's doing a really, really good job. And I think that's kind of like setting, she's like a good role model for Mm -hmm. young girls that are potentially watching. So I think in that aspect, it's good and it's entertaining in that way. But I feel like the, and it's not her, it's like, it's like, um, the villains more so than I think. Yeah. I think if they had better people kind of like stirring up real drama, not like this staged crap that we can all see through. Yeah. I think it would be better. Yeah, it's like the same recycled storylines from production. And it, we've just gotten to the point where I think the viewers are too smart for that now. And they, they need to think of a new formula because the same one's not going to work every single season. Well, remember on Katie's season, there was like three episodes in a row where it was like, who told the guys that I know, Thomas like, isn't dude, here for the right reason? Who told them? Or who told her? And I'm like, dude, like it's not that interesting to find out who told her. It's really yeah. not. If they're going to do the same storylines, they got to give us a break also. And I think the show needs to start (laughs) acknowledging like the role it plays in the world. Like, dude, no one is here for the right reasons. And I think we need to acknowledge that that's a little bit okay. And you can Mm -hmm. still meet someone great and be pleasantly surprised in the process of going on a TV show. It's just like, we're past that point. Audiences are too smart. Like the show and the whole culture has evolved with the way the internet has evolved. Mm-hmm. And um, okay, I'll get off my soapbox. No, now, but hire <laughs> no, me, it's ABC. True. No, it's true. And I mean, to come full circle to Hannah Brown, that was kind of what Jed tried to do 
on which the whole I have you know I'm here for my music career but if I fall in love with you that's great and then they fell in love but then the 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 girl came out of the picture and say what you want Jed you know well until he's blue in the face, tell you that he didn't cheat on anyone because he didn't have a girlfriend. But when you're, you know, leading, no offense, the girl you just got engaged to doesn't want to be engaged to a guy who's saying, I love you and leading a girl on before he goes on a reality show. Like, that's okay too, even though you didn't have this crazy affair. Like, we get it, mm-hmm. Jed. You still did something shady and she didn't want that. So, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like Jed. Uh, no, I don't either. I don't either. But that's like his defense. And I know when this book comes out, it's going to come all around because he's going to uh, say, I didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't have a girlfriend. And it's like, Jed, it's not the freaking point whether you called her your girlfriend or not. You were leading this girl on. Yeah. Uh, well, ho- homeboy is heated. If you Google him, like everything he's, it's like, Jed wants to sue the bachelorette. Jed yeah. hates the bachelorette. All this crap. I'm like, dude, like it's about to get ugly with all of Hannah's stuff that she's re- releasing. And yeah. you can mail me that book if you want, if you're done with it. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. Nice. Um, ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Everyone can listen to She's All Batch everywhere you get podcasts, I assume. You've had great yes. guests already. If there's anything you want to tease or say, follow you guys on Instagram, all that fun stuff. This is this is your chance. We have um, Kristen Whitney, aka Scalp Fingers from Bachelor in Paradise, Ooh. coming on, on tomorrow morning's podcast. And she has tea to spill like she held nothing back including like why she's best friends with victoria fuller now um scenes that were completely staged from nick vial season um what else am i blanking obviously the scallop well the Um, scallop finger saying that were staged there yeah and just kind of the reaction um of how the contestants were treating her with her not knowing that she's called scallop fingers it's a whole thing you'll have to listen to um, really good tomorrow I will be listening to it. I'm very excited. Thank you guys so much for listening to Here for the Right Reasons. And then, of course, go check out She's All Batch. And if you guys want to say you're um, on Instagram, too. Yeah, I'm just She's All Batch. Batch. And then I'm Jackie Maroney underscore. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, ladies. Have an awesome rest of your day. And thank you for joining me. We solved the season. Yes. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys. Powerful as Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.